Good evening, everybody. I wanted to give you an encouraging election update because I know many of you have been in consternation and discouragement and disappointment, but not all is lost. And uh, I want to walk you through a couple of things that's taking place. Uh, Key battleground states that I was in uh, prior to the election, Arizona, Florida, North Carolina. Uh, There's some good news in those areas. Obviously, we know Florida And we know the polls were unbelievably wrong. It's the largest turnout in American history. And we're going to cover that because on one end, it makes sense. On the other end, it doesn't. And we'll cover that momentarily. Uh, There's a lot going on. Uh, When when, uh, on election night, we knew that Florida uh, was in the Trump category by 730 that evening, East Coast time. And uh, it, it took them forever to point that out. It has been uh, the most miserable um, election night I have ever witnessed in all my life. I have no idea. And, and actually, this is the first time where CNN actually did better than Fox did. Fox called Arizona immediately. Um, and on the, the uh, analyst for Fox News gave Arizona early, and we're watching now that there's massive discrepancy in Arizona. I'll be heading out there. Uh, there's there's uh, some voter fraud, much stuff happening there. Uh, the president's legal team is heading to Pennsylvania, specifically Philadelphia. Uh, and with all that's transpiring, and a lot of you sent me this, uh, just so that we can get a grasp on what's taking place, I kind of have mapped out what we know at this point. So let's let's take a look at that slide if we could. Uh, this is what we know. <laughs> Got to start with a little bit of humor. <laughs> it's chaos. Uh, but let me, let me show you some very clear stuff because I know a lot of you, you're like, wow, this is unbelievable. Florida is booming. Uh, Michigan is booming. Wisconsin is booming. Uh, and and we're, we're just going down the list and looking at, at all these different states. Pennsylvania is booming. And, and we were very excited. It looked like it was going to be a Trump landslide. And it was. It was a, seriously a Trump landslide. And then uh, it's interesting how Democratic-controlled states all of a sudden, the night of the election, shut down counting. They, they just, they can't do it. Florida was completed. Florida completed their counting. Their counting was ready. But all of a sudden, uh, Pennsylvania just can't do that. And Wisconsin can't complete it. And Michigan can't do that. And Minnesota can't do that. Uh, we have problems in Nevada. And as we started to watch these things, it got a little uh, suspect. Uh, but let me just show you some evidence of voter fraud Uh, Obama won a landslide election in 2008 with 68 million votes. And I I remember Obama, uh, just the crowds that he would bring. And the night of his win for the election, the place was completely, absolutely packed. It was the highest ever. It was the one election in our nation's history that had the greatest turnout that anyone had ever witnessed. And no one has ever come close to that or has breached the 70 million mark until Trump gets a landslide amount of 68 million. And we saw that with the, the rallies across the country, uh, the nine mile car parades, uh, boat parades, people showing up, uh, organic. I mean, every time I drove you know, by Lynn Road, people were out there. And somehow Biden is the first man to cross the 70 million mark. And where was his silent majority? Uh, obviously not at his portly, and I'm sorry, I'm supposed to say poorly, attended rallies. 
numbers don't lie. This is the 30 million mail-in ballots that were sent out and then distributed throughout the swing states. I'll show you another slide here. Biden won New York by only 12.1% as opposed to Clinton's 22.49%. Erie County, Buffalo, part of the Rust Belt, flipped to Trump 53 to 46. It went to uh, Clinton 50 to 45. GOP's also flipped three of New York's House seats. There was no Dem swing in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Not a chance. The Rust Belt, the, what's happening in Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, uh, excuse me, Wisconsin, Michigan, and, and Pennsylvania is a complete scam. Um, here's another slide. So both Michigan and Wisconsin have vertical lines where Biden's votes were injected uh, slow down on the slides a little bit because I want to set them up, but that's too late. Uh, okay, well, we'll do that. Uh, vertical lines where Biden's votes were injected. So we went to bed last night. Uh, we were told that there wasn't, you know, we're going to have to take a look at that. There's uncounted votes. 138,000 ballots are dropped off and not one of them go to Trump. And so this is what it looked like on the scale. A complete vertical jump never before in... Um, political history. Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Brown and Kenosha counties are still counting. And the Democrat votes just skyrocket straight up. Uh, unprecedented. And, uh, and that's just tragic. So we're, we're looking at fraud. And we had Fox News call Arizona Immediately. We, we knew by 7.30 Florida was a go. We, we also know that North Carolina's a go, although they're still manipulating data and they're still messing and Georgia's trying to do the same. We knew the main electoral seat was open. And why Alaska? Why'd that take forever? And they couldn't explain why they took so much time and they never wanted Trump to look like he was in the lead. Uh, they would never call the states in accordance with that. And they just needed to see how much they needed so they could throw that into the mix. And then you see that vertical line going straight up. And now we've backtracked because we didn't buy Fox News's call on that state. Um, and, and here's what we found just thus far with the 475,000 yet to be counted votes. And there's also voter fraud, as we're finding out with the Sharpie pen issue. Although we did see the, I think one of the registrar voters state that that wasn't an issue, but we're finding a number of people chiming in <clears throat> and we've, we've started to do deeper investigation. I say we, there's a number of us operating in this capacity where we have firsthand knowledge that their votes as they track them are not being counted. And they said, oh no, no, they went through. None of them went through. And these Sharpie pen issues are throughout very clearly Republican areas, Maricopa. And so uh, here's the first batch out of Maricopa County of that batch tonight. Trump picked up 59% of those votes. He's ahead of the model necessary for him to win. <clears throat> and here is that thing I said earlier that while we were asleep, Michigan just happened to find 138,339 ballots. And they were saying these were the mail-in ballots. But let me just show you this voter turnout, how unprecedented it is. You've got Wisconsin voter turnout, and you can see Obama, 2004. And then Biden, the basement-dwelling Biden, who can't even get 100 cars in a parking lot, can't hold a sentence together. Uh, just fascinating that he gets such a turnout, 90% turnout, in Wisconsin, it just that that 
that's just odd. Doesn't anyone look at that and wonder? And then let's go to the next slide if we could. Every mail-in ballot needs to be audited in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, It's that simple. If the Democrats are being honest and legitimate, they'll not fight this audit at all. The statistical impossibility of 100% of 140,000 overnight ballots going to Joe Biden has made this necessary. If this is all legitimate, if everything that happened just was organic and normal, we're good with that. But we're going to trust with verification. And, uh, and I, I like what Richard Grinnell says. He says, the people deserve to know that all the votes are legally made. Look at the residences of the voters. Make sure dead people didn't miraculously vote. Verify votes are legal. If we don't, we're going to end up with a problem on our hands because a uh, very notorious individual once said, take a look at this quote, those who cast votes decide nothing. Those who count the votes decide everything. That's Joseph Stalin. Now, a lot of you are discouraged, and I get it. Uh, I get that you're discouraged. (laughs) What would you think? They were just going to roll over and play dead? That they were going to allow their, Biden was going to allow his family to be investigated, that uh, all of the corruption and everything that they were blaming us on in this Orwellian doublespeak and the Russian collusion and everything they said that this president was doing is exactly what they were doing and they're going to expect us to just win the seats of power. Well, I have to tell you something. Y'all did an amazing job. The turnout has never been larger. What's fascinating is that every win... um, that was secured by the Republican Party on gain seats in the Congress were women, minority, and veterans. Uh, that's a pretty broad base of a party. Highest turnout ever for Latinos, uh, for blacks. Elderly were out in droves. They told us that the elder vote was going to be nothing and we were going to lose that. We won all of those. Miami was, Miami-Dade County, Donna Shalala lost her congressional seat. In the states where there wasn't the ability to manipulate, we showed what we did. And those states were landslides. Every vote that was cast by a ballot uh, on election night proved a landslide on behalf of Trump. It was all the mail-in ballots that were the issue. And the mail-in ballots as we know, were wrought with fraud. That was the great concern. And um, I want to show you this Thomas Paine quote. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered, yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. Hell's not going to roll over and say, you know, have your way. But the scriptures also say, and it's very critical that we follow this, take a look at Proverbs Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. We have to pursue this. Apathy is not going to win the day. You're tired, I get it. But is this not worth fighting for? This idea that if we truly cherish liberty, if we truly cherish this idea of America, are we going to allow this kind of banana republic action to occur? This is unprecedented in our nation's history. They practiced this in California in 2016 when they did the vote harvesting and we saw young Kim win her congressional seat, go to her freshman orientation and a batch and a slew of votes all of a sudden showed up 
and just enough to bring her home from Washington. And we're going to probably see that with these congressional seats in California happen again. This is, this is not the way an election's supposed to occur. Joseph Stalin likes it this way. It's not ha- the person who casts the vote that controls it. It's the one who counts them. And now these registrar of voters and these governors and these folks, secretary of states of these democratic states, here you have a landslide occurring and these democratic states immediately shut down and stop counting for the night. And then miraculously 138,000 ballots appear, not one for Trump, but all for Biden. Vertical slots straight up. Uh, Even in Arizona where you have Governor Ducey who is a Republican governor, but you do have Democrats controlling uh, the side of the vote counting in some of these counties that are sketchy. And you also have the same problem in Nevada. All kinds of voter fraud. Um, and, you know, as we, we take a look at this, one of the things that we have to keep in mind is that this is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. We thought we'd just vote and everything would be okay. Well, we were already aware of this in California. And we've been saying on this program, and this is our 215th episode, we've been saying on this program that this lockdown for a virus that uh, really does not merit what we've been going through, and the states that emphasized this lockdown, and especially Michigan and Pennsylvania, um, forcing this vote by mail, which is what they wanted to do all along, They wanted to inflate the numbers and demand a vote by mail because it's easy to manipulate the polls. It's it's easy to manipulate the outcome. And this is what's happening. They're manipulating the outcome. They, They thrust this virus upon you. We buy it hook, line, and sinker. We don't push back with the churches. We allow our businesses to be destroyed. We allow these governors to exist and we just roll with it. We don't contribute, contribute, we don't fight. But I have to say, this election, we did. We did. I was so blessed to watch a number of the folks I've been laboring with thank all of the Americans out there that made this one of the most remarkable elections in American history. You didn't fail America because this manipulation of the data, they needed to take the Senate and they needed to gain houses in the seat or as as seats in the house, excuse me. It's been a long couple days. They needed to gain seats in the house. They've lost seats in the house and we've retained the Senate. Now that's a stopgap, but the election for president is not over. You see, Pennsylvania is gonna be hotly contested. Wisconsin will be hotly contested and so will Michigan. Now we have till December before the votes all have to be certified and the election has to be concluded. But there will be contesting of this. We now have uh, another seat on the Supreme Court. And of course, they've been, they, they have been um, preparing us for this for quite some time. When I say they, I mean those that are nefariously doing what we're doing. They've been stating that, that you know, President Trump is going to have to accept the results because when all the votes are counted, he will have lost. They knew this from the beginning and they don't want it to be contested. And he's got a short window because their attempt is to say he's reached the, or that Biden's reached the 270 mark 
it's all said and done and it's not to be argued. Everyone needs to start to protest. If you know folks in Michigan, if you know folks in Wisconsin, if you know folks in Pennsylvania, and that's one of the reasons why locally I'm going uh, to Arizona. I'm, I'm going there. I want everyone that has time to be able to go there, go out there and protest. We're not taking this lying down. Everyone who voted in this election has to demand honesty in this. This is an absolute theft. And, you know, the left is really good at burning cities and rioting. We have the ability to peacefully protest for a right of grievances against the government. Uh, the, the right to peacefully, peacefully protest um, for these grievances that we have against the government. We, we go do that. Let's, let's go and put light in the darkness of this and demand that there be accountability in these areas. Um, and, and we're also, we're watching a number of folks push lawsuits in this regard. Now you're saying, oh, I'm too tired to do that. All right. All right. I just want you to know that the same thing occurred in Venezuela for Chavez for the first two elections. It used to be in Venezuela that the, the election would be resolved the night of the election. It wasn't until Chavez came in that they'd have to postpone in certain districts. And then all of a sudden votes would occur and show up. And then the next thing you know, you lose the trust of the electorate. And then everyone becomes apathetic. And now you no longer have a system. And that system's no longer trusted. And you think, what can I do? If you don't strike now while the iron's hot, while we have this enthusiasm, and I know you wanted different results. So did I. I know you're going through a season of disappointment. So am I. I hate evil. I hate deception. I know you're also going to get pushback because... Everyone's going to tell you that you're a conspiracy theorist. Everyone's going to start to make an issue of you. What I would say at this point, turn off the news channels, put the paper down, start getting alternative sources, and go to these sites and start protesting and demanding justice. But if you're too tired and you want someone else to do it for you, well, again, as I've said on this broadcast many nights before, our founders pledge their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. This constitutional republic is worth fighting for. I'm sorry you're tired. But that's not an excuse to roll over and play dead. You're never as tired as you think you are and you're never as weak as you think you are. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's time to realize that this is so critical that liberty is not man's idea, it's God's idea. This entire thing was orchestrated from the beginning. And for those of us who played by the rules, we're now disappointed. But you can also see clearly that this is not honest. And everyone has to push back. So you have to find it. You got to find it within yourself to go and participate across the country and start calling everyone you know. The social media oligarchy, the tech oligarchy, is not going to be our friend. They censored the president of the United States on election night. They censored all the conservative channels on election night. This right here, I don't know how long this is going to last. This is YouTube. They're going to start censoring left and right. You start putting clips up. We saw that with the frontline doctors. We've been dealing with this all along. So figure out a way to do it. 
if not for yourself, then for the generations to come because there isn't selfishness in the kingdom of God. It doesn't exist. We're not here for ourselves. We're here for the generations to come. We're planting trees of whose shade we'll never know. We're preparing the future for those behind us. We were given 244 years of an amazing future. Why would we allow it to die in our generation? This is our greatest hour. This is our greatest opportunity. You don't live in uninteresting times. Don't be overwhelmed. Go take a nap. Get up. Wash your face and your hands and get back in the fight. There's lots to be done. Roll up your sleeves. Look, I get it. We're all tired. Take a nap and get back to work. It's that simple. And, and we prayed and we're going to continue to pray. And we're going to call the church to pray. And so tomorrow night here at the church, I want to welcome you to come and pray as we do the live stream. Uh, we're going to invite you into the church and we've got our court case coming up on the 9th. Uh, all hell's going to break loose. People are going to be targeted. That's just how it is. I, I imagine our case is going to take on a whole different flavor. Uh, evil has now been emboldened. But so what? It's worth fighting for. And it's time that we have that spirit of courage and to stand. And you can't expect others to do it for you. They'll lead the way, but they're only going to be as strong as those who will follow. And so come and pray and join us here, 7 o'clock. And um, I would encourage all of you to come on out. We're not giving up on this. God is sovereign. And I have to tell you something. He loves the unborn. He loves Israel. This president, amazing man. And he's fought for America, and America is now going to fight for him. So let's get with it, America. God bless you guys. I'll be here tomorrow night. Don't be discouraged. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. The thing I love about King David is when he was discouraged, he went and strengthened himself in the Lord. People are calling me. Oh, I need counseling. I need help. I don't know what to do about all that. Do what I do. Call on the name of the Lord. He's a strong tower. The, might, the, the righteous run into him and they are saved. It, we, we, we want it all to just with a magic wand go away. But tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. And, the, and, and, and you're going to cherish that which we, you esteem too, that which you receive too easily, you esteem too lightly. And so it's time that we make this our finest hour. It's exciting to be alive. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about Western civilization itself was on the brink of destruction and one man, Winston Churchill, where the English language saved the world. His speeches, they were outgunned, outmanned. Nobody was going to come support them. And yet, today we don't live under the fascist rule of Adolf Hitler. We could have had the ministers stop that early on in Germany, but they rolled over. And if the strong man is bound, they'll come in and plunder the good. And the last strong man remaining on the face of the earth is America. And this freedom, you know, don't be deceived. They'll wipe it out. You've already seen. We live in California. We know how this works. So we of all people are equipped to be prepared to push back. And so...
I'd encourage you all to come on out and pray and strategize with your friends. The more data we get and the more insights we have, we'll share those with you. Um, And I'll let you know what we're going to be doing in Arizona if you want to participate in that. But there's lots we can do. Don't sit idly by and allow this to be stolen. God's going to win this, but he wants his people who are called by his name to humble themselves. And humbling means it's not about your agenda, it's about his. Turn from your wicked ways of your love for things and your love for security and start contending for liberty. And when you pray, he'll hear you and he'll heal your land. We have lots of work to do, but we have a good God who will give us much strength to accomplish all that needs to be done. And so fire up, get excited. This ain't over. I want to bless you tonight with numbers. Number six. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. My swim coach, Mike Troy, who went to be with the Lord, gold medal winner, Navy SEAL, two tours of Vietnam, still considered renowned, notorious uh, trainer at the SEAL team base in Coronado. He's revered and feared, and they still speak of him. And he was a tough coach. I've never had a tougher anything in all my life. And I remember the set that he took me through that morning where I just didn't think I'd survive of 200 butterflies on an interval that just seemed impossible. And I couldn't go home until I'd accomplished all of them. My dad came to pick me up. It was time for school. He was in his Navy uniform and, or no, he, yeah, he was, he was coming in and, and uh, Mike, who had been a lieutenant commander in the Navy, uh, referred to my father as Captain McCoy. And he said, Captain McCoy, he's going to be late for school today. And I thought, you know, my dad was going to save me from this abuse. My dad said, all right, just let me know. And he said, why don't you go do what you need to do and you can come back and get him. My dad stayed on the pool deck. And it took me until late in the morning, almost into the early afternoon to accomplish that set. I couldn't move my arms. I was so exhausted. I thought the man was unrelenting and unfair. And I went through the gamut of emotions. Like I'll never be able to get out of here. My father's not even helping me. This man's abusive. I can't believe. Ah, da, 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 da. I went through all of it. And then, come on, let's get it together. Let's get this thing done. And then you'd fail another one. And then you'd think, well, wait a minute you can still do this. And well, what's the point in trying? You've still got two more and the others that you did were exhausting and you're completely out of energy. And, and it, was, it was one of the worst days of my life. But I did it. And I remember that day as I was walking out I couldn't lift my arms, I was so tired. Mike pulled me aside and he said, you're never as tired as you think you are and you're never as weak as you think you are. Now go get some rest. Good job. I'll never forget that lesson as long as I live. He wasn't teaching me how to be a swimmer. He was teaching me how to be courageous and not give up. That's what an American is. This idea of America needs to be preserved. You're not tired and you're not weak. So tonight, go before the Lord, say your prayers. Ask him to fill you with his spirit and use you for his glory. 
and great things will happen. God bless you all. See you tomorrow night. Good night.